Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since my last show on Saturday. I, uh, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope you had a good Veterans Day. Uh, I hope it all went accordingly. I hope it was fun. I hope it was productive. Um, like I said, uh, we were last on the air Saturday. Uh, but we had many great shows last week on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Perfect dialogue, amazing rhythm, unbelievable flow, everything you could want in a show. And like I always say, uh, the show really, uh, it really keeps progressing and gets getting better and better every episode. It just, it gets more powerful. Uh, we, our audience base keeps growing and growing and the numbers keep doing very well. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of plans for the future of the show. And uh, we have a lot of different things we're doing, and um, I really, I really appreciate uh, everybody that has, has stood by our by our side and been loyal supporters. Uh, been almost two years on the air; it's crazy. Uh, and almost two years later, we're listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Uh, if you ever asked me uh, if I thought I, w- I would ever be at this point, I'd call you crazy. I would say absolutely not. You're not this soon. In less than two years, 25 countries on platforms. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. And the guests we get and the, and the, the, the amazing resumes they have, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, it's a beautiful thing, uh, the, the high-profile individuals that uh, join us on a nightly basis. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait for the future. Uh, I do want to let everybody know I'm still working on the 24-7 network, we're raising money. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a lot more uh, updates and details here in the coming weeks, so I will announce that. Uh, as always, if you want 24-7 breaking news coverage, you can visit my media site, the next, N-E-X-Gen, G-E-N-U-S-A.com. And, you know, I, I really want everybody to know and understand the, the true meaning and definition of Veterans Day. You know, too many people look at it like a, like a day off, like a holiday, you know, not enough people take the time and really study the history behind it. You know, the, our veterans, our soldiers uh, are the real heroes. They are, they are the people that we should look up to more than anyone. It's not a celebrity. It's, it, it's not an athlete. It, it's, it's not a, it's not a Hollywood, you know, musician or actor it's the soldiers. It's the people who fly, fight with their blood, sweat, and tears for our country every second. And, and what, what they fight for gives us our freedom and rights on a daily basis. And we get that luxury because of them. And I, and I don't want anybody uh, to ever forget that. Uh, I do want to welcome up to the show. I believe he's with us. We have uh, – let me wait till it pops across the screen. Here we go. A national political commentator, Republican operative, and former Trump campaign staffer, Hunter Dworsky. Hunter, how are you? Hunter. Hey, hey, oh, Rory. Todd McKinley. I think, oh, no, I, I believe think we have Todd with us. Never mind. Hunter Hunter's yeah, on the other line. Yeah. We have with us right now, we have, we have hold on, hold on one second, I'm going to introduce you. We have retired Army paratrooper, Iraq and Afghanistan vet, activist, White House military office, and... 99% sure he's running for Congress in 2020 in Tennessee. Todd McKinley, how are you? 
Oh, good, sir. Hey, how you been, man? I appreciate you having me back on your show. I apologize. I wasn't able to come on uh, this past weekend. Uh, I was traveling up in New Hampshire and, of course, in uh, in Boston and a few other places. But I got got on your AM show, and I love that show. It was re- really great, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we loved having you on here. You're always a, a great friend of the show, and you, you always bring a lot of energy and amazing insight. So it's always a, a real gift having you on. Oh, thank you, sir. Let, let me quote Absolutely. Hillary Clinton really quick, how, how she's being <laughs> pressured to run for president. So Hillary Clinton Oh, says, I hope she many, does. Many, I hope she does. Many, <laughs> oh, I do too. many, many, many people pressuring her to consider 2020 presidential run. And I've got to say, you know, in, in all honesty, I, I do have a lot of folks calling me on a, on a regular basis trying to push me to run for uh, this office or that office or what have you. Uh, but, you know, right now I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to working on and helping uh, Donald Trump get reelected. And, and whatever I decide to do uh, in the coming months, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, through thoughtful prayer. And, of course, you know, uh, see, see where the support lies. You know, like I said, 99 percent sure that I will be running in 2020. Uh, but if not, right. there's always 2022 and beyond. But the re- reality is we need to get President Trump reelected and get a good crop of Republicans in there that's going to support him without a doubt. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and, and I hope you do. I hope you run in 2020, and it sounds like you're pretty much you you pretty much are. You have your mind made up. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, made up. And it's just a matter of if the money's going to be there, and then the incumbent's going to move on. Of course, if the incumbent sticks around, it makes it a lot harder being a, a safe Republican yeah. seat. It makes it hard. Yeah, I'm here, but it, it makes it hard to run, uh, you know, against an incumbent. Uh, w- w- who has a lot of money and a lot of name recognition uh, in, in a safer, safe seat. So we're, we're looking at all the options and seeing where we're going to be in the next few months. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Well, I'm rooting for you, man. I, you got my support. Heck yeah. Thank you, Rory. Absolutely. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show as well. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Ohio, Dwayne Hennon. How are you, sir? Welcome back. Uh, I'm doing good, Rory. Uh, glad to be back, and I'm uh, looking forward to the show. And I would agree um, it is time that we push for Donald Trump to get reelected uh, like never before. It's a time for that. And, uh, you know, and hopefully we do get some good congressmen in there. And, you know, let's get some things stirred up and let's get some support for our president. You're, you're cutting out a little bit. Are you there? Oh, yep. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Yep. Re- ready for the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very excited to have you here, Dr. Hennon. And as you were saying with, with 2020, you cut out for just a second. Say it again. Yeah, I was saying that, um, you know, our, our priority is let's get Donald Trump reelected, make sure he's president, and let's get some good congressmen and women in to support him with, you know, 100 percent support for him. And let's get them, some things stirred up and get some things moving for our country. Absolutely. 100 uh, percent. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to 2020. Big show tonight. Glad to have you here, though, my friend. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I also want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. We have uh, national political commentator, Republican operative, and former Trump can- campaign staffer, Hunter Dworsky. Hunter, how are you? Doing, doing very, very good, especially since our Seahawks won last night. It's been a really good weekend. So uh, uh, I will I don't know what's week, wrong. So, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's my end. Hunter, say it again. Like the, Some of the calls keep are cutting out a little bit, and this doesn't happen very often. It's weird. Say it again. So no, I'm saying uh, it's been a now much better, weekend. much better. <laughs> it's been a fabulous weekend, especially since our Seahawks uh, won last night. So um, it's been a uh, great week. I think uh, the, we got an interesting week. The Republican Party, I think, is doing a good job. 
uh, with the handling the Trump thing. And, and like I said again, uh, big Seahawks fan. I know you are too. So I'm, man, I'm really fired up tonight. So. <laughs> Me too, man. Huge, huge win last night for the Seahawks. We beat the only undefeated team left in the NFL, the 49ers. And what a game, man. Overtime, I couldn't breathe, man. I couldn't breathe. I was <laughs> on the edge of my seat, screaming at the top of my lungs. You know, I, it was, these kind of games uh, are, are nerve-wracking to the, to the most extreme level. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, and, and, and I don't want to keep you too long, but I, I tell you, uh, my family uh, is men Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, I grew up actually knowing him when I was younger, and he is a fantastic football coach, so smart, best at making halftime adjustments, amazing guy. Maybe not careerist and politically because the whole, you know, standing in the national anthem thing, but what a great coach, what a great game. It was, it was good to have a little bit of a non-political night uh, last night to see our Hawks win like that. So, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and, he, and he is a, he's a great coach, one of the best ever, and more importantly, he's a down-to-earth guy. The players love him, people Absolutely. love him. Uh, he's, he's very friendly. Absolutely. Well, great to have you with us, my friend. It's going to be a big show. Thank you. Thank you. I also want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, we have U.S. congressional candidate from California, James Bradley. James, what's up, buddy? Hey, just living the life, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Good to have you here. Yeah, I just drove out back from Los Angeles, and I don't know if you heard the latest, but this late. This homeless person had a bucket of feces that he dumped on this poor lady trying to get at, into her car. And uh, the big play now on the news is they're more sympathetic to the homeless person as opposed to the poor victim that get, yeah, got a shower of human feces. <laughs> that, what what is Angeles. going on? Man, it's, uh, it's topsy-turvy here, man. It's just, I don't know. The, I, there's, there's, it's ingrained with decades of of liberal agendas and uh, you cannot walk in san francisco or los angeles without being attacked if you love our country you love our potus man you're a walking target i know it's ridiculous uh what's going on right now it's, it's absolutely insane uh these cities run by liberals are third world shitholes they really are yeah, I mean it's sad. Oh yeah. And it shouldn't it shouldn't ever come to this, but oh my God, I mean it, there needs to be some serious fixing. Yeah, no, it's funny. I had a couple of discussions early on before I announced my race with a, a couple of politicos, and their their read on this is that we'll get another two years of California socialism before the the voting public finally gets it. So I'm hoping that's not true. I'm hoping 2020 we take back the seats we lost in Orange County and we t- we pick up a few, one, in, in, of course, in Los Angeles, the district I'm running in. They have a lot to lose. Homeless population is out of control. New study yeah. came out today, 100, 130,000 homeless, 70% without any shelter, and you have 70%. This public housing that it's designed for, for the homeless, uh, it's pre- predominantly being held or being occupied by illegal aliens. So it's, it's, it's really bad here now. And I'm hoping 2020 is the year to turn it back. And that's right. why I'm running. I love it. I love it, James. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show. 
going to be a lot to talk about tonight. So uh, uh, buckle up your seatbelt. <laughs> okay, brother. All right, man. All right, guys. Um, like I do every episode uh, at the beginning, I'm just going to go through some of the headlines uh, that were in the media this pa- these past few days, some of the things that uh, stick out and other, other things that not a lot of people are, are, are discussing. I mean, there, there's certain things that uh, are, are mentioned once in the media and then they don't follow up with it. Uh, you know, there, there is a, lo- a lot of other big, bigger headlines that take over uh, some of these other headlines that are, I would say, you know, I guess smaller in a sense, but still just pretty important. Um, but yeah, if anybody has any thoughts like usual, uh, please, I'd love to hear it, um, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, let, let, let's get right into it. So, and I, and I love I love what's going on with this. And President Trump, uh, over the weekend, uh, he put together and established and launched uh, the Black Voices for Trump uh, initiative, the, the new movement, which is helping black voters and, and, and Trump supporters get the word out for 2020. And uh, really, you know, properly influence these inner cities and and show people what's really going on. And we have so many people in the black community that are rising up and and taking action and and being heroic in, in this process. Look at Kanye West. Even people like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's a Trump supporter. He's even said it. Floyd Mayweather, Trump supporter. Uh, who else? Tito Ortiz, Trump supporter. You have some of the toughest people ever. And they're, they're Trump supporters. Uh, let me give you some other examples. Who's, who's another Trump supporter um, in the black community? But, you know, all these different people. And I, I know I mentioned Peter Ortiz, and he's a very popular athlete, but he's not black. He's Hispanic. But uh, the other people I mentioned were black, and they're some of the most uh, promising, powerful uh, athletes ever to live. So I, I think that speaks volume. And when you have people like Kanye, people like Mike Tyson, people like Floyd Mayweather, uh, people like Tiger Woods. That's another one I didn't mention. Tiger Woods, another Trump supporter. So when you have all these people in the black community that are supporting the president, it, it really draws the eye uh, of people in the inner cities that, you know, worship sports and look up to it. Because uh, a lot of, you know, believe it or not, uh, in the inner cities, you know, that, and, and with any, I think in a lot of different communities, I don't want to just generalize and say this is the inner cities, but it, it, sports is big in the inner cities. You know, inner cities, there's a lot of poverty, a lot of problems, a lot of sadness. And one of the things they can look forward to and do without spending money is, is go play basketball, go go play sports, you know, watch sports. I mean, it, you know, they, they it speaks volume, especially when you see where some of these people came from, these black athletes. These black athletes came from, from rough parts and can resonate with these young men's lifestyles and, and these people in the, in the inner city. So uh, I love what Trump's doing. Uh, there's a lot of people attached on the board uh, of this new black voice for Trump. None of the athletes I mentioned are, but I think Trump needs to really um, take a stand and, and get these guys together that support him. The big names like Mike Tyson, like Floyd Mayweather, like Kanye West. And I think they will. I think they'll come around uh, to this new organization. I mean, they already clearly support the president. Why they're not on the board for this uh, situation, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think that the black, black support for Trump is the biggest it's ever been. I mean, you look at after Kanye last year came out and supported him, uh, his, his support jumped to, like, what, like 36% in the black community? It went from, like, 12% to, like, 36% Trump support. Yeah, I mean, it, 
it, it helps having these people, and, that, and that's what I'm going to say. And, uh, I love I love how we ha- we have a Republican who's taking the black vote seriously, you know, not not taking it for granted like past Republicans have. Actually, spending time with these people, treating them like they're humans, not treating them like they're political pawns. You know what I mean? It's true. It's very true. Um, all right. You know, th- this is a big thing that came out today, and I, and I really want to kind of elaborate on this. But um, President Trump is now surging with women in the suburbs. So suburban women are are now, you know, giving Trump more support than ever before. Uh, it's even more than all top Democrat candidates combined. In terms of large donations, Trump's winning with suburban women. I mean, think about how that speaks volume. Think about who the leading voting block is. It's women. If you go look it up in elections, uh, the fact that he has that on his side and he's actually winning in that realm, in that area, wow, I, I hope people understand the significance of this. This is, this is nothing This is nothing light. This is huge. This is like a, uh, one of the best wins you could ask for uh, when, when running for president. If you have women, more women in suburban communities than not, I, this, is, this is really, really positive, and uh, I, it's going to make a huge difference uh, in 2020, and his women's support has skyrocketed in the last three years. So you can only imagine what it is now and what it was at one point. So, I, I, I mean, it's, it's night and day. It's night and day now. I mean, it really is. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful because women are waking up to the truth. They're realizing he's not a sexist. He's not a, he's not a pervert. He's not a, a predator. It's the media that makes this shit up. It's what it is. All right, um, here we go. Uh, President Trump's approval is now back to 50%. It's big. It's big. Back. Uh, Rasmussen poll, which was the most accurate in the – Rasmussen was the most accurate in the 2016 election. So, yeah, I mean – and I think it's higher than that, but at least we're getting somewhat of an accurate poll compared to, like, these CNN polls or these bullshit leftist polls that are having him in, in the 30 percent. That's such a crap. It's hogwash. So at least we're getting somewhere. You know, it's big. He's gaining momentum. That's for damn sure. Um. You know, and here, here's something else that really uh, opens my eyes and, and is awesome. He has a higher favorability rating uh, than any of the Democrats at this time while in the impeachment uh, process. Just think about that. Take that in. Really hear that. During this whole impeachment process, he has more of an approval rating than all the Democrats. All the Democrats. It's amazing. That is that that is pretty pretty impressive. Um, you know, I, I, here here's something that's really striking a nerve with me, and we were talking about this earlier briefly when James called in from California. But with this, the way liberals run cities and how it just keeps escalating and getting more and more hostile and dangerous and and more violent. Um, but here here's the problem: uh, places like Maryland, you know, and this is an example of one of many places run by liberals, but it was just reported this past week that Maryland, like Maryland and other states are doing this, places like California, uh, Maryland officials dropped sanctuary policy after illegal alien sex crimes. So there were a lot of illegal aliens getting convicted of sex crimes in Maryland, and we all know how the Democrats play, 
play policy over safety and, and America policies. So they got rid of it so they could gain momentum with their base, with the Democratic Party. I mean, they're coddling illegals, criminals, aliens, murderers, rapists. And you heard what Bernie said this past week. Uh, if he wins presidency, he's going to make sure that the murderers and the sexual predators don't get deported. Oh, yeah, they all get to stay under the taxpayer dime. Yeah, in our jails under our dime. And, anyone, and these people want them to vote. Oh, and don't forget about Elizabeth Warren. She wants to give them Medicare for all. Oh, yeah, her Medicare for all plan, $50 trillion with a T, it would cover illegal aliens. Yeah, that's, that, that's what America is coming to, third world bullshit ideology. I mean, this, this is shit out of Zimbabwe. This is shit out of freaking the hardest core places on earth. I mean, these people are animals. These people are dictators. These people are a whole new level. This is Venezuela. This is whatever you want to call it. It's communism. And I, I, you know what? I, I, you know what? It's scary how, how serious they are in their eyes and in their voice when they start talking. They're not holding back. These people um, create these narratives and create, like I talk about on my show all the time, they create victim boxes. They create victim mentalities. They create victim stances for all their voters. So the more boxes, the more victims they can create, the more powerful their base becomes. That's how they, that's how they gain momentum. This is how they evolve. They, they get victims. It's very true. Um, okay, here, here's, an, here's another interesting thing. Um, with, with this whole illegal alien stuff, uh, I don't know what it's going to take. I, I don't know what we have to do, uh, but it's it's to a whole new level of extreme right now. It really is. It is. And, you know, we're seeing everything the Democrats want to do if they get back in power, and it's everything that is against America, taking our guns, uh, raising our taxes, open, opening our borders, giving health care to illegal aliens. And now you have assholes, excuse my French, but like Ralph Northam in Virginia – now, and this is something really scary, and I care about Virginia. I think it's a beautiful state, but a place like Virginia now has – the Democrats have control of the House, and they have control of the Senate there. So Ralph Northam – everybody knows who that is, the Ku Klux Klan guy. The Ku Klux Klan guy, the, 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 the Nazi, the guy that was dressed in black uh, you know, and he's had the whole slavery uh, plantation mindset. This is who this guy is. He's an animal. He's evil. Uh, but anyway, this guy now wants to start the gun control war in Virginia. Let's see how that goes over. You're going to try to take people's guns in Virginia. You're going to try to take law-abiding citizens' guns in Virginia in a place that is pro-Second Amendment to, to the highest degree. Uh, people in Virginia are, are patriots. They don't deserve communist leadership. They don't deserve uh, – you know, this, this, this backwards ideology, they don't deserve this, this, this dictator power control mindset and, 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 and portrayal that, that, these, that these officials are, are, are you know, are creating. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary out there right now. And, I, and, and, you know, when these Democrats get control, you know what's the first thing they do? They want to take your guns. And what did Hitler do? And what did all these dictators do before they killed millions of people? They took their guns. They took all their defense weapons so they couldn't do anything or couldn't react. The, the government wants to destroy us. They want to take our power away. They will go to whatever level, to whatever extreme necessary. I see a civil war coming. I really do. This is no time to joke. 
Um, okay, here, here, here's something, and we, and we do have, we do have our guests coming on here shortly. I will get to the panel though. Uh, just bear with me, guys. I have a few more headlines to read off. Um, here's something very interesting, and it, and it's something I talked about last last year because it comes up every year when the holiday holidays uh, come around. Is the whole baby? It's cold outside, you know, and and this go, goes into cancel culture. This goes into uh, trying to rewrite history. The people that don't agree with it, they want to go back and try to change it all these years later. Uh, and it, it's recently, in, in the last couple of years, become more of a epidemic and cesspool and, and evolved in a way that it never has, uh, like, passed. I mean, we haven't had uh, protests and, and anger and, and violence uh, with, with, to this level ever with simply somebody not agreeing with you. But now these people, these radicals, have gone to – levels and, 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 and standards that are sinful. Uh, you know, we, we're looking at now what, what's going on is they are trying um, to cancel culture. So, and this goes back into what I say all the time. If, you, if they don't like the church, they want to go back and rewrite the Bible. They want to go back and rewrite the history. They want to call people who Christians, they want to call them bigots. They want to call them anti-LGBT. They want to go in front of Chick-fil-A and cause chaos because they don't agree. They want to, you know, get in people's faces. And even when, if we try to have a normal conversation with these people, there, there's no reasonable voice with, 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 the, with the other side. I mean, these people uh, can't talk calmly. They're no voice of reason. They are mad. They, they have a lot of hate. Uh, they want to fight. They love to fight. They love to argue. That that's that's what they're looking for. This is what, um, sadly, uh, the left has created uh, with, with with their base. I mean, they've established, um, you know, they, they've established this whole situation and, and this mindset of entitlement of. You know, if you don't if you don't agree with somebody, and if they do something that that you think's wrong, you get in their face, you hurt them, you cause chaos, and and you you whine about it, and you complain, and 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 it, it, it hasn't stopped. I mean, these people can't just walk away and go find something else. They have to change things, all because of their their pride, all because of their selfishness, all because of their ignorance. And you know, what I'm about to say is it's. Another example of the million other things that goes into cancel culture, but the baby it's cold outside song, the Christmas song, and it got a lot of controversy last year. It's getting the same because holiday season is here, and people like John Legend, who's just a little Keebler elf scum. I mean, he's a such a jerk. He's such a jerk, and he always bashes on our president. He's racist too, John Legend. John Legend is a big racist. He always. Uh, uses derog- well, not always, but he has in the past used derogatory terms for white people. Uh, he tries to play the whole victim mentality with the whole slavery stuff. Uh, you know, he he's created, uh, you know, th- th- this mindset of a plantation uh, th- thoughts for you know, and vic- in the victim stance. I mean, th- th- he's with the whole liberal Hollywood, no accountability. You know, everybody else is wrong. But anyways, he re- rewrote the song, and it's really a a slap in the face to faith, to the history of the song, to the person that wrote it. Um, but but here, here's the real problem, is that they're promoting Plant Parenthood in the song, too. You know, saying it's your body, it's your choice. He rewrote the lyrics. He And the song sounds so weird. Like, this is the PC culture I'm talking about. This is cancel culture. 
you know, we can't speak the truth anymore. Everybody has to be offended about something. No, nobody can just hear a song and let it go through without making some sort of comment or complaining. And that's sad. I mean, this goes into the whole First Amendment issues and, 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 and freedom of speech and the whole censoring. It needs to stop. It really needs to stop. And we'll get more into this later, but, you know, that's, that's really something that uh, keeps getting worse, the cancel culture and the PC culture. Um, here, here's big stuff. And, and this, this goes into what I was talking about earlier with the illegal thing in our country. Uh, and this is what the Democrats are doing. They're using their votes. They want them as political pawns. They want to grow their base. They want to keep uh, evolving uh, their party, and they can't do it with American votes. So what they're doing is they're using non-citizens. And now it was a report out that in North Carolina, uh, they are keeping non-citizens on the voting um, ballot. They can vote, they can vote uh, through 2020. So, yes, they can vote in the 2020 election. When does this stop? This goes into voter fraud. This goes into what I talk about all the time on my show. Why are voter ID laws racist? That's, that's what the Democrats push, and that's what they spew uh, when we try to question voter integrity, when we try to question these people voting in our election. He's illegal. They want to say it's ra- – really? It's racist? Is it racist to show ID when you buy a car? Is it racist to show ID when you open a bank account? Is it racist to show ID when you get a driver's license? Please, please enlighten me. Inform me. Please. I mean, come on. This whole race baiting and the whole victim, oh, oh i got to put myself in a box. I'm not, I, can't, I can't fend for myself. I need all these politicians speaking for me. He needs to sh- just shut up. Seriously. I mean, Trump, do something. Seriously. You need to do something. Voter fraud is no joke. Anybody listening, and, and there's a lot of people that listen to my show, any official, anybody involved, talk to Trump. Put something in place with this whole voter fraud thing because it doesn't end. We have dead people voting. We have dead people voting in our election. We have illegals voting in our election. When does it end? Something has to be done, and it's not going to be done unless there's strict legislation put into place. Oh, my God. Okay. And, and going back into what I'm talking about with this whole, with this whole cancel culture uh, and, the, and these illegals, and you know what the illegals mo- mo- – sorry, the illegals mostly – the, here's another issue, issue that came out this past week, and this has been going on for a long time, but there was just a bunch of bodies <clears throat> found in the cartel graves about 60 miles from Arizona. There was, I think there was like over 50 bodies in cartel graves at the border. And this, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. If you open your borders, you want these sort of animals coming in, these murderers, these criminals, these predators, you want them coming into your country. I mean, this is what the Democrats are, are trying to spew. This is what they want. And crazy enough, some of their base actually agrees with it. That's what – this all goes into my, my point on people have too much trust in politicians. But going back into this whole cartel thing, the cartel runs the Mexican, Mexican government. We know that. Uh, and it's not going to stop. Trump said last week he wants to destroy the cartel. Big, ballsy statement by Trump. I mean, that takes a lot of guts to come out and say you're going to – wipe the cartel off the face of the earth. And, and he wants to, and he wants other people to agree. But the Mexican president said no. Of course he said no, because it's controlled by the cartel in Mexico. And you have all these people killing people all the time, and nothing happens to these cartel members. And these are innocent lives. Some of these lives are Americans. Think about that. Only 60 miles from the Arizona border. That's very close. That's, that's about a, with no traffic, that's about a 45-minute drive 
very close. Uh, I, I, I live in Arizona. I should be very concerned. I, you know, I don't live anywhere near a border. I'm probably a few hours from the closest border, but still, you know what? These people, and it's estimated that there's between 11 and 22 million people in the U.S. illegally. Take that, take that in for, for a second. Think about that. It's crazy. It's insane. It really is insane. Um, and, you know, and I'm just, I'm just looking. We're going to get to the main stuff here, and then we got we our guests coming on. I'm excited. We're running a little late, guys. Sorry about that. I really do apologize. Um, but getting back to what these Democrats are spewing, uh, this whole Medicare plan for all, uh, you have billionaires now, even businessmen, some of the most high-profile people like Bill Gates, Mark Cuban, um, Jeff Bezos, calling out people like Elizabeth Warren. Most times these billionaires are with the leftists. They are on their side. And you know why? We know why a lot of these billionaires are globalists. But I mean, after Warren came out with her tax plan, where she's, I don't know, it's some ridiculous tax plan to tax the rich, and all these billionaires are like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second, that's a little too extreme, and that that speaks volume, especially because these people are such hardcore liberals, and all they've done is vote Democrat in the past. These billionaires. So I think it really opens up a lot of nice room for Trump and these people, maybe biting their tongue and saying he's a better choice and coming out and vouching for him and speaking on his behalf. I mean, we don't know. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of people surprisingly come out that we never thought would come out before and say they support Trump and they were wrong, you know, in the past for not believing in him. So, uh, you know, it's, this is really a, uh, a beautiful thing. All right. Main headline, main headline. Um, God, this whole impeachment thing is really, I mean, it's a really, uh, it's a joke. It, 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 it's it's probably the biggest political scandal in terms of abuse of power and, and nothing there ever. I mean, there's nothing there. There's no merit. It's the greatest witch hunt ever, uh, like Trump says. Uh, these people have no sufficient evidence, no legitimate cause. Everything's based on opinions, uh, not agreeing with Trump, not being able to beat Trump. So the only way they can get rid of him is by impeaching him. You know, think about all the interviews they did. Think about all the subpoenas they did. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There's nothing there. And they, could, they beat themselves like a dead horse. And it's always something new. Their, their focus is always fixated on, on, on some new narrative. They, 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 they don't care about the truth. They just want to find something that sticks. They want to find something that their sheep will believe. They want to find something that they know they can spin because guess what? They have the media on their side. They have the media that's going to back them up at every single turn. And that's why they prevail in a, in a lot of situations, the Democrats, sadly. But a lot of people have woken up to the realities of what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's their fixations. I mean, first it's Russia, first it's race, then it's race baiting, then it's Ukraine. You know, then it's obstruction of justice. And, you know, now, now the Democrats are shifting from quid pro quo to bribery and extortion. Now, see what I mean? I mean, you can't take these people seriously. This is laughable. There's no evidence of extortion. There's no evidence of bribery. It would have been out a long time ago if there ever was. And these people, right when Trump got elected, their ultimate goal was to impeach him and get rid of him because they knew he was giving power back to we the people. And they couldn't stand the fact that their self-interests were diminishing and, and getting less and less, and we were getting more powerful as a, as a country. 
I mean, these people are career politicians. They're swamp creatures. They're animals. And they have a coop out for our president. And they will go to whatever extreme. I mean, we're seeing how this whistleblower used to be tied to the Obama administration. We're seeing how all these Democrat candidates, not all, but some of them have connections to these people. And now we're seeing a lot of these swamp creatures like John Kelly and Tillerson, who for the longest time were trying to do stuff behind Trump's back and trying to kick him out of office, according to Nikki Haley, who I give her, I give her props. Thank you, Nikki Haley, for speaking the truth and standing by our president's side and revealing what's, what really is going on with the swamp. And I'm sure everybody has been paying attention to Nikki Haley this past week. She's been talking about a lot of different stuff. But it all goes into what I've been saying. I mean, you can't trust anybody in Washington, D.C. All these people are out to get our president. I would say not all, but I would say like a good amount, 90%. I'd say you can only trust 10% in D.C. People like Jim Jordan, uh, you know, people like Devin Nunes. I mean, there's those few, Rand Paul. But guys, I mean, you look at how many years – uh, it's been built up. How many years of corruption has been going on there? And it doesn't end. It doesn't end. And the, the, the whole Hunter Biden thing, he absolutely needs to testify. And now the GOP says they're going to bring him in for questioning. Yes, make him pay. Make him suffer. Make him answer every damn question. And, and make him humiliate himself. Make him make a complete fool of himself. Expose him. Expose his family. Expose all the crooks, and, I, you know, this is really going to turn bad for the Bidens. This is really going to end ugly, and I think the Democrats, some of them, some of them are starting to realize that. You know, you need to, and you also, they're also saying they'll have Adam Schiff testify. You absolutely need to. Adam Schiff needs to testify. He's the one that orchestrated this entire mess, and he's plagiarizing people's words. He's saying stuff to the news and in courtrooms that didn't happen. It's, it's sick. It is sick stuff. He is the ultimate definition of a dirty politician. He is. He really is. You know, and this whole impeachment thing, like I said many times, what happened after Bill Clinton got impeached? He got more popular and the Democrats won the House. The only thing the Democrats are doing right now for Trump is making him more popular. Like I said earlier in the show, his popularity ratings are higher than any Democrat candidate running for president right now. Think about that. That speaks volumes. It really does. Uh, We're going to get to our guest here, Christine Watkins, here in a second. Uh, I do want to go to the panel, though. Uh, let's Let's go to Todd McKinley first. Todd, running for Congress in Tennessee. Todd, go ahead. Hey, Rory. Yeah, you uh, unpacked a lot of stuff there, and, uh, you know, I I agree with all of it. I live actually probably just a few minutes from Virginia. I could honestly, if it wasn't so cold here, I could walk over there in a few minutes. Uh, So southwest Virginia, for the most part, is is very red, very Trump country, very uh, Republican area. Uh, And I lived in Virginia for a number of years when I served at the White House. And, you know, the problem isn't so much the the people that are native-born Virginians or the, the ones that go back generations. It's the folks that have immigrated there recently, and, of course, the people that moved there from, say, New York or California and places like that, and, of course, the swamp dwellers that work in the federal government. They come there, and they vote Democrat. That's kind of basically um, you know, uh, destroying the vote of the rest of the state and native-born Virginians. Uh, so that, that's one of the problems that, that's happening in Virginia. And, of course, North Carolina, uh, I think, in part, in part, part of that area is uh, like the Triangle area. 
is experienced part of those problems as well. Uh, Texas and it was and it was just revealed. I, I want to say real quick, it was revealed that the reason Virginia went Democrat, and, and I mean, what helped them is they have a lot of illegals in Virginia that that voted for them, and it's six. Right, and and then of course you had twenty five, I guess twenty five races that weren't contested by any Republicans at all. Not to say that the Republicans would have won, won the, any of those races, but you know you, you you don't contest any of those races. You're just basically throwing it to the Democrats, and that's money they can spend elsewhere in in the state for other candidates, uh, especially in close ele- close elections or close seats, if you will. Uh, so I, I say contest every election, even if you're not going to win. You 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 allow them to, or you force them to basically spend money on that election, and that way they can't spend it somewhere else in the state. Uh, you know, you, you hit on a few other a few other points about Nikki Haley. Uh, you know, I, I think she's obviously she's out trying to sell a book. Um, you know, so she needs to make headlines. Uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the folks she's thrown under the bus there, uh, but you know, I, I'd like to see 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 more information on on what she's saying to see if there's more more validity to it. Um, you know, obviously she is trying to sell a book, and I, I hear she's trying to get on the ticket and then get Pence bounced off the ticket in 2020. Uh, I've heard that for a number of – actually for the past year, year and a half of people talking about that, and, and I could see that happening. Uh, you know, not, not to say that I want it to happen. Of course, that, that would be another story for the Democrats to run, run with, uh, you know, and of course uh, that would damage uh, President Trump, I think, if, if he did bounce Pence off the ticket. Uh, but I, I do see a future for Nikki Haley you know, sometime down the road. But I, I hope that that doesn't happen because you know it, it will hurt the Trump Pence or reelection to some degree. Uh, you know, another thing, Mitch McConnell. Go go back to Mitch McConnell whenever he talked about making Obama a quote one-term president and how the Democrats flipped out about that. But here's the Democrats basically doing the same thing. But instead of uh, talking about uh, not reelecting him in, in uh, whenever, whenever he runs for reelection in 20, 2012, uh, they're trying to impeach Donald Trump. To make him like a one-term president, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell was just talking about having people come out and vote for somebody else, uh, and they got outraged about that. And, you know, they were calling him everything under the sun, you know, racist, uh, homophobe, xenophobe, whatever it was. Uh, and now here's the Democrats basically doing the same thing, but worse. And we, we don't see any outrage on that. Uh, so it's, it, it's it's really odd how they can basically disassociate uh, from what they've said from one day to the next, or from one term to the next. Uh, you know, and, and basically uh, not have to own up to, to their own record. So it's it's sad and pathetic. But you know, the American folks, American voters, need to show up in, in droves and, and vote them out, and not not basically rest on their laurels and say, well, Donald Trump's got it. He's going to drain the swamp. I don't have to show up. He's going to go and win this election. Uh, you know, we, we need every vote we, we can get. And uh, you know, if we sit at home or if we say, well, we don't like his tweet here. We don't like how he said this one thing in a rally, or you know, how he said GD or what have you. Uh, I'm going to sit at home. Well, you're going to basically throw the the election to the leftists and to the communists and the socialists that are in the Democratic Party. So, get out and vote, folks. And, you know, show up in droves and, and drive your neighbors to, to to the polls as well. And if not, you're basically throwing the country away. I agree. No, I agree 100. And, and and you know, we really need to take a stand and be serious. About 2020, because I mean, we're it's the most important election of our lifetime. Absolutely, and I know we keep hearing that, you know, every election cycle. This is the most important one. This is the most important one. But if you look at what the Democrats are now espousing, uh, you know, they're not hiding it anymore. They're not basically you know using code words, uh, you know, about their 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 ideology. They're outright saying it. You know, we're taking your guns. We're going to come for them. Uh, you know, we're, we're for open infanticide, not, not only abortion or late-term abortion. They're for infanticide. Uh, you know, they're, they're for, you know, 
anything under the sun that's about feelings versus facts. You know, facts matter. Uh, for the left, feelings matter. You know, I, I always say that there's three F words. The one you can't say in polite company. Uh, then there's feelings. Feelings matter to the individual. And then facts, facts that, that should matter to everybody. Uh, you know, so the Democrats, it's about feelings uh, over facts. And then, of course, uh, you use the other F word to, 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 to uh, basically describe, uh, you know, Republicans and, and, and other expletives that they throw in behind that. Yeah, no, you're, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. No, I agree 100 uh, percent. What are your thoughts on some of the other stuff? Oh man, you you, you, had, you had so much there. Yeah, um, you know, tomorrow we, we were going to be looking at the, uh, the the finally the public hearings, and and of course now Adam Schiff basically is going to run a kangaroo court. How he's basically judge, jury, and executioner, as we probably heard other people say, uh, but that's actually true. He can decide who who the Republicans can call. He can basically, uh, if you will, uh, veto. Um, they're, 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 uh, they're witnesses and then basically say, well, this person can't testify, this person can't, or basically say you can't ask, ask these questions or you only have so many minutes to, to ask your questions. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's going to be very telling uh, how, how these public hearings are ran. But then, of course, what we're going to end up seeing is uh, you know, what was said behind closed doors uh, not really come out to, to the light of day. You're going to have selective transcripts that are going to be released or put into the actual record of, of the, uh, the public hearings. Uh, there's going to be so many redacted things that are going to be uh, put into the to the public record. So we're not going to really know what a lot of these witnesses said behind closed doors as well. But you're going to still see the same games where Adam Schiff, uh, Shifty, Shifty Shifferson is going to come out and basically say, well, these people said this behind closed doors as well. Or he's going to inject that into his, his 45 minutes that he gets to uh, speak tomorrow in, in his opening statement. Uh, so, you know, look, look out for that. I mean, it's, it's not just what he did last week or a couple of weeks ago where he, he basically ad-libbed what the transcript said. It's going to be much worse. He's going to basically ad-lib and add things that, that people said behind closed doors that really wasn't said. No, I agree. I agree, and, and that's, that's the scary part. I mean, we have, we have a guy who is abusing his power and not doing the right thing ethically. I mean, it, it's totally against Every, you know, I mean, just his persona and just the way he carries himself. I oh mean, yeah, a terrible human, a terrible human. Yeah, no, and I agree a, a thousand percent. You know, you, you see the little smirk on his face, and you know, it's that little smirk of like I'm hiding something behind this smile. You know, it's like there's something else there. And he, I'm sure he goes to his office and, and, and basically has a knee slapper with his staff and says, you know, look, look what I just said out there. You know, these people are eating it up. Uh, you know, we, we love it. We're winning. And of course, uh, you know, if like I said, if we stay at home. They are going to win, and of course, if you buy into it, uh, or if you believe any of the, the deep staters who are who claim to be Republicans and what they're going to come out and say, uh, you know, you be very careful and be very wary. You know, uh, these deep state Republicans as, as well, you know, they have an agenda, right. and it's it's about power, it's it's about power and money in their own pockets, and it, looking out for their 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 own well being uh, versus the well being of the nation. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Very true. Uh, let's go to uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Henning, who's running for Congress in Ohio. What are your, what are your thoughts? You've, you've been listening. I'm sure you've uh, got quite a bit. Absolutely. Um, you know what? The, the lunacy of the left just keeps revealing itself more and more and more and more every single day. We saw what happened with the Russian hoax. You know, it just kept being pushed and pushed and pushed. I heard it from Kim Ryan out of my district over and over and over uh, about how all oh, this was all going to come out against Donald Trump and he'd be – they get rid of them that way. You know what? That didn't happen. Uh, now they're trying to pull this this garbage, and you know what? It's not going to happen again. It's just going to make them look worse, I believe. Um, in the process, though, as Republicans, we've got to be willing to stand up and fight. You know, we've got to be the patriots of the country, willing to fight for our country. Um, if we don't, who will? 
You know, we can't just buy into their lies. We can't just, uh, you know, you know, like uh, the other guy was saying, just uh, say whether we're going to just hope that they, you know, that we win, that Donald Trump's going to win and not show up. We'd probably be vigilant in this right now. Um, just going into 2020, we have got to be all about making sure we win, and that's both at the local level, the state levels, the federal levels, and at the presidential level. Uh, it, it's about taking our country back. It's about making sure the right things are done. It's, a, it's about – you know, he mentioned the three Fs. Well, I have three Fs as well. It's called faith, family, and freedom. Faith, family, and freedom. That's what I'm fighting for in my district, uh, for, the, you know, the, for the faith that you know, this country was founded on, for the family values that we once had to bring those back, to change the morality of our country, and for the freedom that we all hold dear, you know, for our First Amendment rights, for our Second Amendment rights. You know, you just go on down the list. It's for our freedom that we're fighting for this. You know, that's why I'm running for Congress, because I believe in our freedom. I believe in our country. And you know what? We need to make sure we're going to win. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And, and you know, it's like you, you look at everything that's happening. Um, Adam Schiff is a joke. Um, he's been a joke since day one. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how people buy into his lies because it's one right after another. They get exposed, and they still – you know, a lot of them still just want to follow that, and I, I, my mind can't comprehend why anyone would listen to him. No, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. Uh, you got you got some other thoughts on some of the discussions that were mentioned? Wow, there, there's just so much. You know, Nikki Haley. Uh, you know, I, I like Nikki Haley, but I would agree that you know what you got to you know you got to look at the whole story. I don't like uh, just. You know, there, there's some great people that are going to have some things to say. Um, I don't take anything at just face value. I want to make sure that we're, we're you know, um, we're doing due diligence on both sides, um, whether it's on the right or left. Let's make sure that, um, you know, what's being said is accurate. Let's make sure that everything's right. Um, you know, and I would agree that she does have a huge future ahead of her. Uh, you know, when it comes down to, you know, people have mentioned Hillary Clinton. You know, she's just not even worth mentioning anymore because, um, you know, everyone knows what she is. You know, she just uh, – she she's uh, has been in uh you know you know it'd be great if she jumped into the race um that that'd be a great day because I think you know uh, it'd be nice to see it again uh, just to see her lose once again. No, I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, not not a whole lot right now. Uh, you know, maybe once once we get into the show a little bit more, we'll throw some more out there. All right, sounds good. Always a pleasure. Uh, James, go ahead. James Bradley, who's running for Congress in California. And I'm going to go to a commercial, and then I'll introduce Christine Watkins, who I'm really excited to talk with. Uh, but, James, go ahead. Your thoughts on everything. Super. Like uh, the other gentlemen have mentioned, is quite you, you served up quite a bit. But I'll give you kind of like a California version of what's happening. For those this is a little uh, homework assignment for all your listeners tonight. I want you to oh, go Oh, by on the way, I was just reading. I was just reading today. They cut off na- they're cutting off natural gas in certain areas of California, certain cities to fight global warming. Such clowns. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world, man. Well, I want I want your listeners to do a quick Google search. It's called the Share Blue Plan. The Share Blue Plan. Go online, Google it, read it. This depicts what's been happening since Trump got elected. This has been planned, folks, from day one. So this is concocted by a left-wing activist group called Media Matters. 
It, it, it all began to destroy the efforts of all conservatives. This, the founder laid out the details in a 49-page uh, Democracy Matters. It's called the Plan of Action. He didn't intend this to be public, by the way. This is the, the playbook of what we've seen over the last three years to de-normalize, de- to delegitimize our president. And they, they, they don't stop there. They're, they're targeting all conservative mayors uh, and the other uh, congressional seats as well. So do yourself a favor. Do a quick search, and you'll, this will kind of give you an idea of what's happening here in our current uh, uh, political discourse. Now, election fraud. I'm a victim of election fraud. I don't know if any of your listeners know or you knew, but I ran against Diane Feinstein last election cycle. We have 58 counties in the state of California. I won 40 of the 58. So technically, I should have brought into the general election, but guess what? I did not. There's the, what they call the top two jungle primary here, the top two vote getters. So out of the 32 candidates, I came in third. So not one Republican made it into the general election. Why is that? Voter fraud. Voter fraud. So out of those 18 counties that didn't get, there was notice at the polling stations. The people were being signed up that day, which normally is like a 14 period, 14 day period, which they have to sign up and get verified. <coughs> They have what they call motor voter registration. You, as an illegal alien, can get your own uh, license here. They automatically put you down as a Democrat. I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg. So election fraud is rampant in not only California but throughout the United States. And I'm trying to go over some of the things. The Me Too movement. When this first came out, this John Legend, put the two together, Me Too and John Legend. I always say, what about we two? Why shouldn't we all deal with this? Why can't we all be included in this and stop making this a political agenda? But the Me Too movement has gone way too too far. Now, here, the person I'm targeting for 2022, Kamala Harris. The name sounds familiar, I'm sure. She's uh, – Kind of swept her way into office, and someone, if you do a little research, you'll find uh, Willie Brown's name comes up. But you know, her run for president has been all based on identity politics, playing the race card. And also, when I did further research on Camilla Harris's family, her grandfather was a plantation owner. So if we want reparations, you may want to include some of those Irish that were part of the, the slaves that were part of – uh, that that plantation that her grandfather held. So, and I'll I'll round this off with Adam Schiff. In the state of California, you can run any district. You don't have to live there. I.e., would be good old uh, let's say Maxine Waters, right? Maxine yeah. Waters doesn't live in her district. So I ran in the 28th district against Adam Schiff in the beginning stages. I mm-hmm. elected to step out because this. Good gentleman, good attorney, his name Eric Early. He was passionate. He said, I gotta take this swamp dweller, this snake, this viper out of office. I said, Eric, as long as you believe in it, you got my endorsement, I'll move over to take on Ted Lowe. We are the literally the snake pit of the, our nation of the of I some case it's questionable if they've been elected because election fraud out here. But we are in this, in Hades here in California. But don't give up. 
most of the counties are Republican, conservative, moderate Democrats. We've had enough, and that's why I'm running right now because I heard that call. And you know, so I want to round off with that. Thank you very much for your time. You're doing a great job. Keep up the fight. And uh, yeah, yeah, stay with stay with us for a while. Um, I'm gonna take a quick commercial. Then we're gonna bring on the show Christine Watkins and Gary Wellings. Really excited to talk to both of them. Uh, but everybody, stay with us. And James, if you want to stay with us, feel free. Okay, thank you. All right, everybody, we will be right back. This is the Rory Sider Show. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. Uh, i very excited with the show so far. Got a lot planned. Uh, I do want to welcome, and I believe she's with us right now, we have founder of Queen of Peace Media, public speaker, talk show host, and best-selling author, Christine Watkins. Christine, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, sorry, Christine. You, I, you were on mute. Now you're, you're taking off. How are you? <laughs> How do I sound on mute? Good? No, I couldn't hear you. I, I, I had to unmute it, and I, I unmuted the wrong, I know. The wrong I, button. I know. I'm making My bad. A, a bad joke. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? 
I'm doing very well. Welcome to the show. Um, great to have you here. I, uh, I like your work. I read a little bit about your story, and I've seen stuff you've done. Uh, tell us, for people that don't know, a little bit about yourself. Can I give a bio, how it uh, kind of all started for you, how you got to where you are now, all that fun stuff. Well, I was an anti-Christian atheist growing up. That's how I was raised, and that's what I was taught to be. And I did a good job of it. I made fun of Christians, and I lived a life of intense sin, I would say. A new age movement, sexual sin. I fell deeper and deeper into sin until, and uh, didn't want anything to do with God, especially not uh, Christianity, because they were following some kind of fairy tale, I felt. And I ended up one summer extremely sick. It turns out I had cervical cancer and little time left to live. My hair was falling out. I was bleeding internally. I couldn't keep food down. I didn't have enough energy to even walk across the street. And worse than being so sick inside my body, I was truly, truly sick inside my soul, just calling out in despair. And I had an experience where a friend of mine, he was a Catholic Christian. I didn't know his that and I didn't know he was praying for me because prayer meant absolutely nothing for me I didn't know what faith in God really was and he was praying for me and I felt this beautiful experience this beautiful sense of peace and light and love around me and passed through me and I heard a loud pop inside of my being inside of my body And I said to my friend, what just happened? What was that sense of ecstasy and joy, that pervasive, expansive peace that I felt? And he said, Christine, I was in prayer just now. And Mother Mary, Jesus' mom, looked down at you from heaven and took pity on you and asked her son to save you. And it turns out the cancer was gone completely gone and I was given my life and my soul back in a moment and that was the beginning of a whole new morality for me a whole new way of life and God shot me into a cannon doing out of a cannon not into a cannon of doing ministry work and I I worked in hospice for 10 years post-abortion healing for 10 years writing books and speaking so uh, I'm a different person than I was, to say the least, and miracles do happen. Amazing. I, that That's quite the story. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've written about this experience, how the cancer went away, how you basically reinvented yourself, and it was just like a fresh start. Absolutely. Yeah, it was ha- like having scales fall from my eyes. Life wasn't what I thought it was, and I'm glad it wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> Very happy to know that life has meaning and purpose, and there's a, a wonderful destination if we do life right. So, right. yeah, is the it, book that, I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead, please, please, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Yeah, the the latest book is speaks to that point very much so. It's called The Warning, Testimonies and Prophecies of the Illumination of Conscience. Talk about people changing. And, yes, you were asking about my story. It is in a different book. It was my first book, uh, and they've become bestsellers, praise God. And that one is called Full of Grace, 
miraculous stories of healing and conversion through Mary's intercession. So full of grace. You can learn all about my sins. <laughs> That's what people want to read about. So, so that, it's, it sounds, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. It sounds like you've lived quite the life. I mean, it's, so, I mean, you know, and, and you're, so, so your, your life today, uh, so you have, I'm assuming you have a family, you have kids and it's so much different than what it was years ago. Absolutely. I mean, it looks different on the outside in that I have a husband, I have three kids, but most importantly, it's, it's 180 degrees different on the inside. Uh, there's, there's never been a moment of despair uh, since that happened to me. There's never been a moment of doubt uh, that I'm not here for a reason or that I can't survive a hardship. I could lose my arm. I could have no food. I could be dying of famine and I'd still be okay. I'd be suffering. Right. But inside, I know that I, I'm a soul more than I'm a body. And that brings so much consolation and that there's someone who loves me and loves you and loves everyone and would die for us. That's, that's very consoling as well. And, and we, we look at, you know, we look at your story and I'm guessing, you know, you know, you had, a, you had a lot of things going on. I'm guessing, I was probably guessing drug use, being promiscuous, uh, partying, a lot, a lot of stuff like that in, back in your day. Is that kind of what, what it was about? Good guess. I, I didn't get into drugs, but I might as well have. Promiscuity for sure. There were definitely yeah. any time I was over drinking, I wasn't making good decisions. So I think that's right. a huge problem for humanity right now. A little bit too much to drink and your whole life can change because of what that one night causes. Your whole life. I mean, you're you're absolutely right, and we we see how bad alcoholism uh, is in America. We see in, not just in America; I mean, all over the world, and it's it's a bad epidemic. People lose their life to it, and you know, you know, the the whole addictive personality becomes a factor into play, and then that's that's a huge issue, and uh, it's 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 bad. I mean, and it, it keeps evolving, keeps getting worse in a in a lot of ways, and. Uh, God and, and faith and Christianity is one of those things that can help and save and, and, and give people that uh, the, the, their faith restored and, and be, reinvent themselves and, and be a, a fresh, positive human to society. And, and we see how when a lot of people go into rehab and go into these places, uh, you know, they pick up a Bible, they, they get in touch with their pastor. And so I, I really think that uh, that it's awesome how how that can uh, really uh, change someone, and I think it's really uh, needs to be pointed out the fact that uh, people in America are trying to put war on Christianity and put war on faith every day when they're not looking in the mirror and or researching the facts on how much good it's actually doing, and it doesn't do any bad simply because people don't agree, and that's why they want to get some you know and you know what I mean. And I was one of those people. I, I can step into that mindset and go back to who I was, and I completely understand how someone would think that Christianity is all bad uh, because it, I was only taught a portion of the truth. I was taught about the Inquisition, and I was taught about the wars that were caused, and 
I can I threw the judgmental label onto Christians and the loony label and all sorts of labels that I threw at them, uh, not knowing, not understanding the depths of joy and that that there was no no way I was going to think that was for me. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I've been and I was you know I was pro-abortion. I I um. I would have fought for a lot of the wrong things, and I can understand that mindset very well. And truly, the only answer that reaches people like that, reaches people like who I was, is love and patience. It's not banging people over the head. That doesn't change anybody. But it was love. Right. What, it was God's yeah. love. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you what do you make of speaking of abortion? What do you, what do you make of how the Democrats are, you know, conducting themselves with their policies in today's society. I mean, we're now having the, the insanity and, you know, just the disgust and, and sadness of them putting forth a policy which basically can kill a baby at nine months. Um, I mean, you, you have all these ridiculous Planned Parenthoods that are, that, are, that are doing all these terrible things. What do you make of it? I mean, at its core, not that people are evil, but the action of abortion is evil. It's it's right. always and when they say it's, it's always a woman, not it's a of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And when they say it's a woman's right to choose, it's a woman's body. It, that's such an ignorant statement because it's a human life in there. I mean, what about the what about the kid in there? Do, I mean, doesn't the kid have some say? You know what I mean? I think that part of what's happening, abortion is part of a a larger problem of, I just read that people believe in no sex and not living together before marriage uh, are the people who believe in that are about 10% in our society. So marriage is falling apart. Baptisms aren't happening as much. And then when you don't have a mindset of there being a God who cares about right and wrong, who allows us to suffer the consequences of our decisions, there is no moral compass. There's nothing, nothing told me, nothing was awakening me when I was very pro-abortion that what I was doing was wrong. I just had a complete blind spot around that. And I think one of the one of the things that's waking people up is actually women and men who have an abortion in their past and who've healed from it and who now have worked through the the pain i used to lead what are called Rachel's Vineyard i still do Rachel's Vineyard retreats and anyone who's been through abortion i or a man or a woman or you're a grandparent of an aborted child i highly recommend there's a Catholic and Protestant. They're, they're Christian-based, but you can go with no faith or little faith or of a different faith. All are welcome. And you go to www.rachelsvineyard.org, rachelsvineyard.org, and there's retreats around the world. But once people go through the healing process after they've actually experienced abortion, they have a more credible voice than someone who doesn't know the scared 16-year-old whose mother says you've got to have one or whose boyfriend abandons her or who had, like we were talking about, that one drunk night and that 
encounter that they later regret and then they think well I'll just have an easy fix because my dad's going to kill me there are so many factors that go into having an abortion that obscure the fact that it's a life because the fear is at 100% and fear for any of us don't cause us to think clearly it, it causes us to act in a way that we might later regret but we want to solve a quote unquote problem in the moment and so when people get on the other side of abortion and they've had one and they speak out and they say, look, this is what it really is and this is how I felt afterwards, then people who are pro-abortion, sometimes they listen. Sometimes they'll listen to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very well said. And what, you know, what do you make of, you know, speaking of faith, speaking of Christianity, speaking of these different religions, what do you make of cancel culture? You know, people trying to rewrite history in terms of religion in terms of the Bible, simply because they don't agree with it. I mean, we have these, we have these, they're trying to call us bigots, but they're, they're the ones trying to change our religion and saying how, you know, bad Christianity is and, you know, trying to do all these protests. And I I talked about it a little bit earlier in my show and I talk about cancel culture all the time, but it's really, it's scary stuff, isn't it? It is. I I think, you know, that actually happened in Mexico. The Freemasons took over the uh, church there and the government and started to kill priests and wipe out Catholic Christianity in Mexico not long ago. Um, I think it was the movie For Greater Glory outlined that. But what happened in Mexico was that the textbooks were changed to erase the Catholic history of the country. And so they did exactly that in a, on a large scale to the point where it, when the, they had the Cristero War and Christians were fighting back to gain their faith in pu- the public sphere, and many, many were martyred, many were killed, that whole era of Mexico's hi- history was erased from the textbooks in the schools as if it never happened. So... That is very scary because accurate history is is what helps people oftentimes believe that Jesus rose from the dead, for instance, because you have historical documents of people who didn't believe in him saying that it happened. And so when you have that's, – that's historical validity when you have someone against what they want to report reporting it. Uh, that, that's very credible historical help to believe in what seems like the unbelievable. And so I think when it comes to history, it's good to be accurate. There have been times where Christians have done horrible things. Yes, that's absolutely true. But you can't report just that and say you're reporting history. You have to also say Catholic Charities started the, all of the hospitals. The Catholic Sisters started the first social workers. There would be no hospitals. There would be no charitable organizations but for the church, but for churches. Yeah. People who yeah. want to wipe out Christianity are wiping out half of the help to keep society going, to keep the poor right. alive. Yeah. And so it's a complete ignorance to say that you get rid of church and things are going to be better. I mean, it's just a, a, a tragedy, an absolute tragedy should church organizations be shut down. No one will see the world get better. They'll see more, right. more homelessness, more yeah. problems, less recovery programs. Right. Everything that cr- good Christians are trying to do to help people shut down, that's going to yeah. help. 
No, I, <laughs> I don't know. think it's so. It's crazy. And that that's their mindset. I mean, that's what they think. That and this it's terrible because they want to they want to have this whole Lucifer mindset and mentality. You know, they don't they don't want faith. Uh, and it's it's evil. It really is evil. And I and I looked at I looked at some of you know where you studied. You know, you studied at Berkeley, very good academic school. You got your masters. Very smart girl. Um, obviously, very much political differences though from what you're. Uh, you know, from what you believe, how did you like, you know, assimilate and, and adjust? And I know you still live in California, so I, I'm sure you're kind of still around that area. But uh, what, what is it like? I mean, it, it, you know, just just around that kind of culture, because, you know, Berkeley is one of those schools that they're they try to shut down free speech at every turn. Well, I think where that's where I was healed and saved uh, in my, in my book full of grace, I, I'll, I'll give you a little secret. I say it's Kensington cause I'm protecting identities, but it was actually in Berkeley that God came to me and the miraculous. And I truly believe that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So I also lived in San Francisco and I, and those places I felt God more palpably than in other places, believe it or not. And there are, there are pockets of good people everywhere. It's a mistake for anyone to throw bombs at entire areas because if you throw a bomb, you're going to throw a bomb on it, all sorts of people. You know, there's one person walking next to another down a street in Berkeley, and they can have completely different mindset, but because of the way they're dressed, one can make assumptions. We don't know the heart of another human being. And I think it's really important because people would, I I go across the country and I speak in churches and because I have long straight hair and I look like a vegetarian, (laughs) I eat a lot of meat, but people think Berkeley flower girl, they, they slap a label on me. They haven't talked to me. They haven't heard what I have to say, but I'm immediately grouped because I, I went to Berkeley and we do that. We just collectively group. And I think the way to healing our culture is to get to know individuals as people. And there are, are things that we actually do agree on. As, as human beings, we all want to be loved. As human beings, we all want to be forgiven. As human beings, we all want to do the right thing. And sometimes we'll disagree with what the right thing is. But, you know, if you just take somebody's hand who entirely disagrees with you and you say, hey, it looks like you're suffering. Can I pray for you? Can we pray for that thing? They very rarely say no because you're giving them personal attention. You're giving them personal care. And it's because you disagreed with them, but you extended a hand. You extended concern. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I, I, I read, you know, I read your, uh, you're a speaker. Uh, please tell everybody what kind of issues you speak on. I, I can only imagine it's probably faith and abortion and, and different stuff that we're dealing with in our country. And I also read you, uh, you do a show as well, which is really cool. Yeah, I actually I'm in between shows. I do a show on Radio Maria uh, with my friend Kendra Von Esch, and so. We're on Radio Maria on Thursday evenings, uh, Pacific time at 7 p.m. And we also have it on YouTube. So if you go to www.youtube.com and then you type in Queen of Peace Media, you'll see all of our shows filmed as well. And so 
yes, and I give talks, and I'm I'm one of these uber Catholics. I'm also very ecumenical. I believe that other Christian denominations also possess Jesus. I know that there's divisions within Christianity as well. But um, when we get to talk about my book, The Warning, I, I do want to mention how God's going to bring us all together. And I talk about uh, mainly Catholic subjects uh, because I usually speak in Catholic churches. So the Sacrament of Reconciliation, where we go and we bear our sins and we receive incredible grace of not only being forgiven, assured of our forgiveness, but also an incredible grace of healing and strengthening in that area where we're prone to sin. So I speak about that. I speak about my conversion experience and I speak about discerning God's will. So uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, for instance, he lived in the 1500s, but he outlined, he has some of the best spiritual help rules for discerning good from evil that the church has ever received. And a lot of people wow. don't know what those are, and they're extremely helpful day-to-day of discerning, yeah. is God asking you to do this or that? And, and discerning, is, it, is the evil one talking to me, or is the Holy Spirit talking to me? Who is influencing me at this moment? And it's fascinating stuff and, and very helpful information. Those are just three of the talks. I have many others, but... Yes, I enjoy helping I love, people. That's my joy. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. I, I could talk to you all day. I, I love our conversations, uh, but I definitely want to have you back soon. Uh, but please tell everybody where they can find your books, your best-selling books, uh, get in contact with you, your work, all that good stuff. So um, my name is Christine Watkins. It's christinewatkins.com, and I founded Queen of Peace Media, which is queenofpeacemedia.com. I've got several books. I've got a pro-life book called Transfigured. It's, uh, you may have heard of Abby Johnson and her movie and book that have been out and unplanned. This story is It'll knock your socks off. It really rivals the Abby Johnson story. It's called Transfigured, Patricia Sandoval's Escape from Drugs, Homelessness, and the Backdoors of Planned Parenthood. And then I have Full of Grace. I have Of Men and Mary. I have another uh, consecration book. And then maybe I could come back on another time and talk about the warning testimonies and prophecies of the illumination of conscience. Would that be, would that be good to save it for later? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I definitely would want would want you to come back and, and talk about that. And before you go, please tell everybody about your media site. I know I know that you launched that, and and, and that's something you're really passionate about. And I did some research on it. it. Seems pretty cool. So I would really invite everyone to go to the Queen of Peace Media YouTube channel. That's where all the free video content is. And I have a story of a priest who actually died for two and a half hours and met God. An incredible story. And the video of the warning, the illumination of conscience, is up, and that's going viral. And to just give a hint at what that is, I keep mentioning it, um, there's so much detail I would have to share for anyone to not be leery of this and think, what is she crazy? What is she talking about? But many, many mystics since the 1500s, including into today, are prophesying that there will come a moment when God seeks to correct the conscience of the world. And every person 
will see themselves in the light of truth in a moment. It'll last about 5 to 15 minutes. And everyone, no matter what their beliefs, if they believe in God or not, no matter what their religion or lack of it or age, will see their past sins and the consequences of those sins. And then they'll have a choice. After that, they can either choose God or not. No one on earth will be able to say that there is no God. And no one on earth will be able to say, well, I didn't know that was a sin or I didn't know that was a sin. Because as you speak of on your show, the world is getting darker and darker. It's not going in the right direction. And God doesn't want to lose any more of his children. So he's sending this. I, the, the luminaries, the, the people, the credible people over time who have prophesied of this is an amazing list from Protestants, Catholics. The, since I'm Catholic, I've mainly researched all the popes and saints and, and holy people living today. Separate right. places in the world separate ages, even kids were told of this event with accuracy, without a common source, and I said, God, if you want me to write this book, you're going to have to have me meet people who've already experienced it, and lo and behold, within eight weeks, I met five people who'd already experienced individually an illumination of conscience against their will, so those 10 stories are in the book as well, and it's it's called The Warning, Testimonies and Prophecies of the Illumination of Conscience. So search The Warning, Christine Watkins on Amazon. You'll find it or at queenofpeacemedia.com. It'll change your life. I mean, th- this book will go to the core of who you are, and you'll find out that I'm not crazy because this is not my idea. This, these are authentic prophecies over time that yeah. we can't ignore, and it seems to be closer than further away, and some say this generation. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, I really, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm very, very honored. Uh, this has been a, a great treat, and uh, I definitely want to get you back again soon. I just want to say, you know, your story and many others. I mean, it proves that God is real. You know, heaven, heaven is real. I mean, we, we've seen all these different examples. Amen. And all people, all all people have to do is believe. It may be hard sometimes, and. People may not be – some people may not be entirely sure, but if you believe and, and you look at all these different examples and, and these, these things that have happened, it, the, the, evidence, the evidence is there, I, I, you know, and I think that's something that needs to be put out there to more people so they can see the light as well. But I really, I really thank you so much, <clears throat> Christine, and we'll definitely get you back here soon. Thanks, Rory. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you. Uh, We'll be right back, everybody, with Gary Welling. Stay with us. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? 
Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries, on nearly 70 online platforms. A beautiful night, everybody. I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. Uh, we have popular radio show host Gary Welling. Gary, how are you? Hey, Rory. How are you? Doing very well. Sorry about the delay, my friend. Uh, it's great to have you here. Uh, I, I love your work. Big fan of yours. Uh, for people that don't know, please tell everybody about yourself. First time on the show. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, let me say, you, you cover so much territory, it's like being at a speed dating convention or something. You uh, <laughs> you really hit a lot a lot of good stuff. It's hard to even keep track. Uh, so, uh, But I uh, I was doing uh, the Drift Radio Show on Wham Talk 1600 uh, out of Ann Arbor, the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, until about a month ago, and uh, lost a sponsor and decided that I'd rather do podcasting, uh, I think is a little little better for me and my lifestyle at this point. So not on Wham Talk 1600 anymore and uh, setting up a studio at home, actually. So I've been working on that for the last month. And uh, uh, prior to that, I owned uh, the community newspaper here uh, in Brighton and uh, just north of Ann Arbor. Uh, We did about 32,000 papers um, on a monthly basis. And uh, and then I have a full-time job in the auto industry as well. So 
but uh, probably the biggest thing I'm doing right now is the dailydrift.com. It's a, uh, a daily news aggregate that I've been doing since uh, about 2009, but this version is, has been going since 2011. So that's www.thedailydrift.com. And it's just a news aggregate site. I try to pick uh, news that you're, you're not getting on the mainstream media. I love it. I love it. And you know, when I do my show, I try to cover things in that, you know, in, in that territory and realm as well, you know, things that the media doesn't pick up. And for people, for people that don't know, tell, tell us more about that. Cause so you've been doing it since 2009. Uh, you know, it, it's a cool, it's cool. And, and you're, you're really putting stuff out there and, and shining light and putting stuff into perspective. Yeah, I, I'm digging down, and 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 I think I, I, you you've probably noticed. I think a lot of other people have noticed in the last I don't know three, four, maybe even six months. Uh, the biggest news aggregate out there is Drudge Report. They've always been really good, and Matt Drudge has always been yeah, they're great, right? Yeah, and he's been a big Trump supporter until recently. And every day, you know, you take a look at the site and you think, what's going on? What what happened? Yeah. You know, I love me a good conspiracy, right? So Tinfoil Gary, he wants to get in there and say, what's going on with Matt Drudge? I don't know that anything's going on, frankly, but it, it seems to me that there's been a little bit on that uh, aggregate site that's kind of gone left, and it just makes you wonder. So uh, there are other aggregate sites out there, obviously, and, and I'm just one small one that's been doing this for a while. Uh, but you get in, and, and I started it just for my own sake. I wanted to learn more and not be subject to uh, the propaganda that we were getting from MSNBC, CNN, and even Fox, you know, is, is not always uh, digging as deep as I'd like them to. So you really have to get out there and do your own homework. And, and with the Internet, you know, if you see a story, you can check it in two or three other locations and see if you're really getting the full story in it. And I think that's the important part. We as voters and we as taxpayers need to make sure we're doing uh, our homework right. and uh, your two congressmen uh, that you had on earlier, or the candidates you had on earlier, James and Dwayne, they hit it on the head. You know, those guys are out there putting themselves out there, running for an office, and and even in places where you may not win. Uh, in 2010, I ran for a state senate seat here in Michigan, uh, and it was basically the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, which is as liberal as you can get, right? And I knew I didn't have much of a chance of winning, but I made the effort. And I think that's what each and every one of us needs to do, uh, you know, e even if it's just social media. You know, I, I jumped into social media when I started doing radio in 20, uh, 2011, and I didn't yeah. really do much except once a week I would post them doing a radio show. The day I really started doing Twitter was uh, Trump. The first, the, yes, the first Republican debate that Trump was. Then I got it. Then I understood. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is entertaining. And you know, here I am, 140,000 tweets later, and right. three years into Trump. So uh, it works. You know, it, it really does. And and you, you know, sometimes you'll get targeted, and you got to learn to put up with people with different viewpoints. And and some people are going to be just darn right rude to you, and you, you've got to ignore it. You know, otherwise you'll end up with a suspension. And uh, I've been suspended and targeted lately the last three days uh, by Twitter. Uh, somebody's complaining about me on a regular basis. They're going back and finding <laughs> tweets from a year ago and, and saying you need to delete them, you know? Yeah, and, you know, you bring up, you bring up good, a good point, you know, many good points. I want to start with, 
this whole Twitter thing, and I, and I talked about this on my show many times, and, and I always love bringing the, the topic up because it really is a, a huge thing. I mean, look at how many people created Twitter accounts once Trump got elected, once Trump was – or even when he was on the campaign trail. I mean, you know, uh, when, he, when he announced his candidacy and he was getting on there, uh, you see all these people that signed up. I mean, he's brought Twitter so much value so much money, so much of a name. I mean, they, you know, they weren't they weren't nothing to the extent they are now. Uh, you know, back before he announced his candidacy. I mean, he's given them value like you can't even. Uh, it's unreal. I mean, we have people that are, you know, would have never, like I said, would have never got a Twitter account, but they want to follow the president, and you know why? Because they don't trust the media. They want to get it from the the man himself. They want to hear it. They want, and this this is what Trump does, and this is what he does so well is communicating, and he can bring people together. That's why he's successful. He gets on that Twitter and he tells America what's really going on, and people love people love the genuine persona. They love the authenticity. And you're absolutely right about what you said about the media outlets earlier. Uh, it's scary how, and I wonder this as well, they are changing. They are getting, Fox News especially, uh, you know, Fox is getting liberal uh, with certain things. They're, they're not being uh, the, the accurate, 100% uh, reliable network that they once were. Uh, I don't know who's influencing them. I don't know who's giving them money. When, when I look at these situations, I look at, who is funding these people? Because that's what it comes down to at the, at the end of the day. Who is giving these people money, these networks? Because who's ever giving them money can control them. And I, and I think that's what's happening with places like Fox and possibly Drudge. And that's why a lot of people that used to watch Fox are going to OAN now, you know? And a lot of people that were reading other outlets are strictly staying with things like Breibart. Yeah. Yeah, what, what I noticed a big change in Fox when the Murdoch kids, the children of Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, they're pretty. Li- they're they're the way house, more. Li- right? Yeah, they're way they're way it, more liberal than they should be. Yeah, exactly right, and you know, and that's again a a, a look at what this new younger generation is that you were talking about cancel culture earlier, and and the snowflakery of our young people nowadays that 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 they become so intolerant. That instead of right. listening to you, and everybody report, has man, to have I a trophy. With what Obama taught them, yeah. everybody has to have a trophy. I mean, it's sad. It's pathetic. It is. It, it, it's an absolute travesty. And I see it in schools. I, my son just changed high schools because, and I, you know, he's in the car with me ever since he was a kid listening to talk radio. And I, I don't hate myself for doing that because, you know what? It was a way to fight back against what he was getting in school. And he would literally come home and, and say, Dad, I took a, a picture of what they were showing in class. And it was a CNN um, a video screen of CNN talking about Greta Thunberg. And I'm like, that's, that's not history class. Greta Thunberg <laughs> shouldn't be talked to my children as part of American history because she's not. She's just a brainwashed little kid. And yeah. so he ended up changing schools, going to a smaller school, a more conservative school district. And, and that's, that kind of shows you what's going on. Yeah, and you look at how they're indoctrinating these kids at these universities. You know, and, and you're, 
you brought up a good example. Look at Greta. How dare you? You ruined my childhood. I mean, the people that are indoctrinating this little kid and putting all these words into her, and she's up at a podium reading off a script. You know somebody's writing it for her. But Greta's one example. I mean, you look at people like David Hogg, and you look at all these young people that are marching and, you know, coming on news stories. And it's really sad. And these professors are a big problem at these universities when they're indoctrinating socialism and all this third world ideology. I mean, it's hard to find a conservative professor in any of these colleges these days. And it's turning into madness because we're seeing all these kids, not all of them, but there's a good amount that come from conservative households and they go to college and all of a sudden they come out liberal. And I mean, come yep. on. And, and it's, it's scary. I mean, no, nobody should be forced to learn any sort of ideology that they don't want to learn. And these universities are funded by some of the darkest money on earth and it's creating an epidemic. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's the height of hypocrisy when uh, you go to university and it's supposed to be culturally diverse, right? But it's right. not allowed politically. Political right. diversity and why don't is not allowed. why don't these professors work for free? Why don't these professors work for, for free if they believe in socialism so much, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And, and you know, they, ever since the government took over funding of college loans, what's happened to college costs? It's gone up. So it's, it's part of that academia uh, government institution that's just brainwashing our children. You know, it, it, we won the Cold War, but we lost the war against communism after all, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, you look at how – and here's what blows my mind. This shouldn't even be a topic in schools. This shouldn't even be up for discussion, communism, socialism. We've seen every country it's failed in. We've, it's never worked, and for some reason we have politicians that think they can phrase it differently or try to say they're going to do it a different way. No, no, no. You're trying to create a narrative that is equal to the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. It's absolute madness. Yeah, uh, a- absolutely it is. You know, it, it, it's, it's a shame, but all you can do is keep fighting back. And, and one of your uh, guests earlier was saying it's not just the president- presidential election. You know what? The most important election that we should all be looking at is our school board elections. And I tell people this yep. all the time. You, yep. can, you can run and win a school board seat very easy with very little money because most people will vote for the name they know. So you can put an ad in your local newspaper or your local radio or TV station for next to nothing or put your signs out, go knock on some doors. You can win that seat. And if you put a slate of conservative people and run for school board, you can take that school board back and turn it into a, a conservative school district. You can do that. And that is the most important election we should all be looking at. No, I agree. And, you know, and, and it's really – we look at – the future and we look at how you know the, the, the how the kids are, are, are getting indoctrinated and, and we need these kids to be properly educated we need these kids to learn the right things we need these kids not to be misguided and we need that to let them make their own choices you know especially with politics um and i i don't want and this is a big problem in universities and all these environments is that they're trying to mix politics with the educational curriculum. And that's just 
that's not what you're supposed to do. It's, and, and I don't know how a university can have this much power and influence over a kid when the parents are paying the money. The parents should have the authority. The parents should have the say. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 crazy that um, we're not teaching critical thinking skills. We're not teaching children how to think. We're teaching them what to think, and, and that's a disgrace because we're really hurting our kids. We're dumbing them down. But you know what? That is the plan of the progressives. They want us dumbed down. They want our next generation yes. of kids to not be employed. And that's one of the reasons they hate Trump so much is because he's making the economy fire up where people are getting jobs, where people are paying 30 percent of their money into taxes and, and getting upset about it. Well, there you go. As a young person, you want to be more liberal, but as you pay taxes for 30 years, all of a sudden you're thinking, man, I need to be more conservative. Our government needs to be more conservative. That's part of the reason they hate Trump so much because he's putting our kids to work and wants them to get educations and think critically, not just think liberally. Yeah, and I was talking earlier in my show, and you know, the only reason they want to to impeach Trump is they is they know they can't beat him. They know that they Correct. can't win fair and square, and they're, they don't want him giving power back to the people. They don't want him giving a, you know, restoring American values. They don't want him restoring our traditions. They want to be as oppositional as possible, and he, he, he's as American as can be, and he's going to give us everything we want, and that drives them nuts. And what do you make of this whole impeachment thing? Well, I, part of me is thinking that it's exactly that. They have no way of beating him. And this is the only line they have of an attack, and it's to go after him this. I think part of it is also a distraction. It's the smoke and the mirrors because they know what's coming from Horowitz. They know what's coming from John Durham. And yeah, you can call me tinfoil Gary again if you want. There is something really, really big coming. You know, I, I, and I'm not just being a, a Q guy here. There's a lot of bad things in this country. You can feel it in the air. I feel it all the time. There's something sick and evil in this country. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny that the mainstream media has not mentioned one word since Trump took office how many thousands of people have been arrested for child pedophilia, right? And there's something that's tying it all together. And, and that for me, there's something more than just Democrats doing bad things. I think there's a lot more to it, and and even your last guest uh, with the Christian spirit, I, I'm by no means the greatest Christian in the world uh, or a saint by any stretch of the imagination, but there's something sick in this country, and I I believe it's about to be uncovered in, in a shorter period of time here. I agree, I agree 100 percent, and you know it's it there's going to be a lot coming out. There absolutely is. And, uh, you know, I, this is a time like never seen before. I mean, we've never seen politics uh, to this level of hostility. It's a, uh, it's, it's a whole new world, you know? Yeah, and, and, and it's not just a Democrat thing either because, you know what, I think one of the reasons you're seeing a lot of Republicans retire and not run for office is because some of them may be guilty too. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, the outcome is only going to backfire on the Democrats, like I talk about on my show many times. When they tried to impeach Clinton in in nineteen in the nineties, uh, it made the Democrats more popular. They won the House, 
and Republicans got screwed. And I, I see the exact same ha- thing happening here. Uh, Democrats are only hurting themselves. It will only backfire. We're going to win the House in 2020. Trump's going to get reelected in the landslide, and we're going to get more seats in the Senate. Yeah. What, one of the things over the last two to three years now that I've seen that has really encouraged me, because so I'm not feeling as negative as I used to, is the fact that right. the American people are not as dumb as I thought they were. The American people are listening, they are watching, and they're they're realizing that they're being fooled and bamboozled by the mainstream media. They're being lied to by the Democrats, and they're being lied to by the global elitists and the rhino Republicans who are all in this elitist, politically elite class, uh, and you call yeah. it the deep state, you call it whatever you want. There's a group of people at the Capitol, in that area, Washington, D.C., and the surrounding suburbs that feel entitled, and, and they do what's best for them, not for what's best for the country. And I think America is finally wa- waking up to that, and that's how Donald Trump got er- elected because he tapped into that, and he, and he used it, and he got elected. You're, abso- you're absolutely right. I agree 100 uh, percent. Gary, uh, I, I do want to keep you all on, and, and I, I could talk to you all day. Please stay on the line, but uh, I do got to introduce my next guest, but please tell everybody where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. You, you can go to thedailydrift.com, www.thedailydrift.com, or you can email me, Gary, at thedailydrift.com. All right, sounds good. Gary, stay with us because we have about 15 minutes left in the show, and I do definitely want to get back to you for closing, closing statements, so stay with us, okay? Okay, you got it. All righty. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. Uh, I want to make sure. Uh, David Galvin, are you with us? I'm here, brother. How you doing? Hey, David. How are you, man? Welcome to the show. Best-selling author, David Galvin. He's got a new bunch of books coming out in the series. Uh, David, your first time on the show. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Dave Galvin. Uh, right now, I uh, am trying to publish a book right now called The Tribulation Series. I'm pretty much an awakened Christian, been awake for about 10 years, uh, just studying about what's going on in the world right now. Uh, just pretty much listen to your show right now, agreeing with all the people that you're saying right now, brother. I love it. I love it. So tell everybody about this book. Tell everybody about what it entails, what, what it kind of, uh, what it's about. Well, pretty much I've been studying uh, the New World Order, and I've been studying Christian prophecy for the last 10 years. And I came across, uh, I've decided to write a seven-book series based on what could be coming in the tribulation that's coming ahead. Uh, I've been studying Bible prophecy for about 10 years. I think when we get to the next decade, we're really going to see fireworks come off right now. I think we're just seeing the beginning of the fireworks coming on right now. Uh, Whatever what's going on with Trump right now, obviously there's a big pushback by the deep state, by the leaders of the New World Order who do not want Donald Trump in as president. So my book is going to entail just a scenario in which you could see happening in the near future of, uh, of Christians and patriots going through drama over a seven-year period as we get to the coming of Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. I love it. I love it. And for people that don't know, I mean, I'm very well-informed, and, and I know quite a bit about the New World Order, probably not as much as you, but – Please explain to everybody what the New World Order is for those small amount that don't know. Well, pretty much I would say the New World Order is just pretty much the head of the globalists uh, and how they run, pretty much how they run the world. 
is they pretty much run it through the Federal Reserve System. They want to use yeah. the United Nations as a conduit yeah. into a one-world government. Uh, you know, there's there's very much, there's been secret societies for thousands of years. You know, recently we have the Bilderberg Group, we have Bohemian Grove, uh, we have like the Council 300, and pretty much what we have are people that are orchestrators, especially the Rothschilds and Rockefeller, and they just orchestrate the government. And what you see right now going on with Donald Trump here is what's the pushback? Donald Trump is not in. Uh, Donald Trump is not a puppet of the New World Order, and this is what we're seeing. You've been talking about a lot. This is the blowback is going back right now. He is not one of them. And they don't want him there. Yeah, and, and, and we're looking at everything, you know, in, in, in regards to the New World Order. I mean, you know, I, I look at stuff, and, and you look at, like, global warming. You look at ideas that can get the, the population, conv- certain parts, certain people in the population convinced and obsessed, and it's controlled. I mean, stuff like, you know, global warming, climate change, uh, all these different things, the, the Paris Accord. Um, you know, NATO, I mean, all these United Nations, I mean, there's so many different things that are in bed with the New World Order. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it doesn't end. I mean, there's a lot a lot of California policies with the communism, with, you know, trying to give illegal health care. It, it all factors in. Don't you agree? Yeah, pretty much what they want is one world socialist uh, government here. And America is the uh, stick in the road for them. America's been a conservative constitutional republic for since we since we've been around since 1776 and they hate that that's they've been we the United States has been in the way of the new world order since then and over our lifetimes we've had nothing but puppet presidents whether it be the bushes whether it be Bill Clinton or whether it be Obama and up to 2016 they had their next puppet to come in which was Hillary Clinton and all of a sudden i think through the grace of god Donald Trump came in and became president, and he is starting to push back through, you know, pushing back on the climate change. He's pushing back on the Federal Reserve. He's pushing back on China. And this is leading to a big problem right then now. And as many of your guests were talking about earlier, you're seeing all the fun and games of the puppeteers at the top of the pyramid. They are sitting there trying to do the game with uh, Peach Trump, trying to do the first it became with the sex crimes against Trump, and that flew away. Then it became him and Putin. Then it became him and uh, right now with the Ukraine. And uh, what you're seeing right now is pure panic by the uh, deep state. And they're right now they're panicking right now. Right now they're even thinking they might even have to bring Hillary in. They're so scared right now. And we got this controlled mainstream media that does not tell the truth. You're even mentioning Fox recently. Fox now has yeah. been bought up by Disney. Yet if you look at the Disney. There's all kinds of things about Disney here, and we see there's this consolidation of the mainstream media here, and it's just great to have a program like yours that's bringing the truth. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, stay with me one second. I, I, I do want to uh, – Dwayne Hennon, I, I understand you got to run here in a second. Uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you and all that good stuff. Yeah, you can actually um, – you know, uh, on Twitter, it's at – D.R.D. Hennon, um, and then if you go to Facebook, you can go to Dwayne Hennon, D-U-A-N-E-H-E-N-N-E-N. Um, my uh, website is Hennon, H-E-N-N, with the number 4, Ohio, 2020.com. You can uh, donate there. 
Um, you know, we're actually in a big campaign drive right now, um, trying to raise some funds. We've got a lot to do. We got to make sure we beat Tim Ryan. Um, this, you know, um, this is a, a, a necessary thing for our economy in this area, just to get him out, run him out of office, and let, let's start making some changes and to back our president 100. percent Absolutely, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank, thank you for being with okay. us. You're welcome. Thank you, Roy. Absolutely, my my pleasure. Talk to you soon. So, go. go I want to go back to. Um, I want I want to go back to you for a second, David. Um, uh-huh. so, so tell. So, yeah, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, so yeah, I, I really appreciate your kind words, and yeah, you know th- this program is very important. You know, we want to get the truth out there. We want to talk about stories that other people aren't talking about. Uh, you know, a lot of times in the media, like I said earlier in the show, you know, you'll have certain outlets report something one time, and then they'll never report it again because there's so many other things going on, or or because they want to distract the 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 audience and base. I mean, they, 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 I, it's a problem. I mean, we're we're not getting fed the right information from our news. Oh yeah, exactly right. And that's like, that's why they've been pushing back on the rise of alternative media. And you see like individuals like Alex Jones, especially Infowars, gets thrown off of Twitter, gets thrown off of YouTube, gets thrown off of Facebook. So you have to ask the question, yeah. why are they so afraid of the of this guy? Why are they so afraid of the alternative media? Well, it's because they've had control of the whole situation for decades. Uh, there was one of the CIA directors in the 1960s. There's a quote by him. He said, like, we have control of the media. You go all the way back to the JFK assassination. They had control then. There was no, there was no question about the JFK assassination. Now, with alternative media, you can question every single thing that goes on now. And that's what's going on. And that's what the New World Order wants to do. They want to control the minds of people. They want people to think a certain way. They've had that control for years, but the advent of the computer changed things. Yeah, it gave us freedom, the freedom that they've always wanted to take away from us. You're you're absolutely right. Very very well said. And, you know, I, I, you know, and this whole, you know, when when we try to question anything, they try to call us conspiracy theorists. And it's, 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 it's sad and it's pathetic. And, uh, you know, our government lies to us constantly. Uh, We've seen that. Uh, on, on many different occasions, the Las Vegas shooting, 9-11, uh, Sandy Hook. I mean, there's, so, there's so many different examples. And I, I could talk about this all day. Uh, I do want you to stay with us. We have about 10 minutes left in the show. i got to do some closing statements. But please tell everybody where they can get in contact with you. And I'm going to get you back very soon, and we're going to talk a lot more. But tell everybody where they can connect with you, get your, get your book, all that good stuff. Yes, thank you very much, Rory. Yes, try to find me on Twitter, The Tribulation Series, just as it sounds. I've written the book. I'm looking for a publisher now, or I'm just going to self-publish it myself. So that's pretty much where to find me, sir. I love it. I love it. Okay, stay with us. We've got a few minutes left. Um, so I want to go to let's – go, let's go to James. Uh, James, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on what's going on and certain topics discussed throughout the show. What are, what are, what are some of his thoughts for closing statements? Uh, which for, How many James are, do you have on right now? Oh, no, Jay, <laughs> I only got you, James Bradley, running for Congress oh, okay, in California. Okay. Oh, oh, wonderful. Well, I, for one thing, I, I am very impressed with your guests. I was shocked that there's so many 
authors as well as uh, Christians on here because I'm living and walking the walk as well, trying to be just that here, um, here, in, here in California. I guess my thoughts are, everyone, don't give up faith. This is really God's will and plan for us all to be active and work together as a nation and good Christians and, and even non-Christians, those that hold a God. So don't give up hope. There are good patriots out there like Rory and, uh, and the guests that uh, we will win back the House. We will bet win back our government. We will bring safety, sanity, security, and sovereignty back to our country. So with that, I, I want to thank you again for well, um, uh, allowing me to speak here on your show. And if anyone's interested to in know what's going on in California, feel free to reach out to me. I do have a Twitter account. It's at Bradley Congress, at Bradley Congress. And uh, my website is real simple, too. It's BradleyCongress.com. Again, thank you for your time. Absolutely, and you got to get you got we got to get rid of that voter fraud in California, man. It's it's you know California is a beautiful place. It can't be destroyed. You know, it's funny you brought that up. You know, I mentioned earlier about winning all those those um, those counties. Uh, if there wasn't yeah. the voter fraud, you, if there wasn't the voter fraud, um, and I made it into the general election, you'd be speaking to the the senator of California because the the vote, the populace was all trending for some somewhat some fiscally conservative uh, candidate, and that was me. I came out on top. So, yeah, voter fraud is a big issue here in California, and it will continue to be that way until we have voter ID law in effect. And that's going to take quite a bit of work. Once in Congress, I think we're going to work. We're going to work aggressively to that. Absolutely, I'm rooting for you. You're a big fan of yours, James. And we'll talk soon, my Thank friend. You. Same here, brother. I really appreciate your time. Bye-bye. All righty. God bless. Uh, let's go to my friend Todd. Todd, you got some final thoughts? I'd love to hear them. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it, Rory. You know, moving into 2020, you know, we've got a heck of a fight on our hands. Uh, you know, the, the left obviously has the mainstream media on their side. You know, it's another mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, with alternative media like, you know, like, like what you're doing here, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing. And, of course, if you listen to what Kamala Harris, speaking of California, said, you know, just recently, how she wants to deplatform people, how she wants to be able to take them down, and how it's the responsibility of uh, people like Twitter, Facebook, and, and, and so forth to basically uh, police, police these folks who basically disagree with her, her ideology and, of course, the Democrat Party. And these are things that are going to happen. You know, the, not only the First Amendment or Second Amendment is under, are under assault, but the First Amendment and the Fourth and Fifth Amendment and really the entire Constitution is under assault. And if Democrats have their way, you know, they'll essentially e- either bypass it or rewrite it all together in one way or another. Uh, so we've got to guard against that. And, uh, you know, I'd love people to follow me at, on Twitter at Todd for House. That's T-O-D-D, the number four, H-O-U-S-C. Uh, also on Facebook, t- uh, Todd A. McKinley. You can follow me personally on my personal page. And, of course, the website is toddforhouse.com. Again, T-O-D-D, number four, H-O-U-S-C.com. And we'll, we'll make our decision you know, in the coming weeks, coming month or so, uh, as to what we're going to do in 2020. Uh, but we want to do what's best for the, the party, obviously. And, of course, the best for the party is to get Donald Trump reelected and to get good Republicans uh, on the down ballot uh, elected as well. 
Amen, my brother. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, we definitely need people like you in, in there supporting our president. Heck, yeah. God bless you, man. I appreciate what you're doing, and keep up the good work, brother. All right. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. All right. Um, Gary, I want to give you the final, final word. I'm sure you have a few thoughts in the last couple minutes. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, just thank you so much, uh, Rory, for having me on, and thank you for uh, for doing what you do uh, with the show because you are the new media, and uh, you, you've got to continue doing that, and we need to get more people doing this as well. So uh, listening to our candidates that you've had on tonight, you know, 2020 is right around the corner. It's 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 yep. coming and it's coming fast and 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 each and every one of us needs to a get on our social media and then b talk to your friends talk to your family talk to your coworkers and and have those simple don't start arguments but just have simple conversations even even something as simple as sitting at the gas pump when you're pumping gas look at the guy or gal across from you and say man I love these yes. low gas prices thank God for <laughs> Trump you know and and, right. and and see what kind of reaction you get that's the kind of grassroots uh, work that each of us can do. And if you're talking about voter ID and, and problems with that, you know what? Don't just vote on voting day, uh, election day, and make sure you get out and do a little campaigning, right. grab the signs, hang out with the polls, volunteer right. to be a poll watcher, volunteer to be a, a poll worker if you can take the day off of yep. work. Uh, you'll actually get paid a couple bucks for it. It's not much. But doing those things can help you uh, secure uh, yes. that there's no voter fraud. I agree. I agree. Gary, I do got to go, but thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Take care. We'll talk talk soon. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been an amazing show. Uh, We will see you all Thursday, another big show. Uh, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. Have a great night, everybody. God bless. Cheers.